Thank you. Um, thank you. You can take your seats. So good to see you today. It's so good to be together. And we're being joined by all of our campuses today. And uh, so we've got Stocksbridge, we've got Sheffield, we've got Derby and here in the room as well in Chesterfield. So come on, why don't we just welcome all everybody. So good. So good to be together. And as has been said in our service several times, if you're here for the first time in any of our campuses, we want to give you a huge welcome uh, this morning. And um, I want to share this morning on um, this theme of the power of connection. The power of connection. And I want to kick off by reading a verse from Psalm 133, verses 1 to 3. It says this, the psalmist writes this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Just think about that for a second. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the beard, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows the blessing even life forevermore. Don't miss the start and the finish and the connection. How good it is when we dwell together in unity, for there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore. You see, whether you and I believe it or not, we are more connected than we think. Already we've been connected in ways that maybe we didn't notice. It's true that when we sing together, our hearts synchronize to the beat. And I'm sure in moments of that worship, that great worship we've all experienced this morning, our hearts were beating together. What an incredible thing that even in Sheffield, their hearts were beating at the same time as ours. We've all walked into a room, haven't we? And there's been an atmosphere in the room and that atmosphere affects us. We've all experienced that. We've all got that person who, you know, when, when we see that person we have a response to that person. Some people, it's a smile. I used to love having a dog. I used to say my dog was a walking smile because every time I seen him, his dog would wag and he was a walking smile. But there's some people who give off that same, you, you just smile because you love to see them. There's other people give off a different feeling too and we've all experienced that, haven't we? Jeannie and I uh, were in Spain um, earlier in the year and we were visiting our friends Juanito and Ulrika Johnson and uh, Juanito is coming and speaking at Icon Conference uh, as well. He's going to be one of the voices across that whole weekend and uh, we arrived there. We'd been at another church in Spain and we'd driven for five hours to be with them and take an evening meeting and uh, we took the evening meeting. We arrived just before the meeting, didn't really have time to catch up and we said we'd go out after the meeting for uh, some drinks so we, we went out after the meeting and it was the first time we'd seen them for several years because of the pandemic and being separated. And we sat down in this restaurant and um, Ulrika said this, everything is okay now. Everything's going to be fine because you are here. And like I laughed because I don't think that much of uh, like my influence or, or mistake. And she said, no, 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 I mean it everything is going to be okay. You make us feel safe, you make us feel secure, and you make us feel like everything is going to be, everything is going to be okay. I love that, because we're more connected than we think. 
Uh, people who've researched this connectedness between human beings have said that we're like aspen trees. Uh, by their nature, aspen trees are not solitary. Their roots spread below the earth's surface and they grow in community. They form a group. They're interconnected by their roots and they share the nutrients and they support one another. A tree, an aspen tree, half a mile away, can actually be fed by the other trees if it needs water. They share their supply. It makes them resilient. So resilient, in fact, that they can recover even after a forest fire. There's been all kinds of research about human connectedness, and one of my favorite pieces of research involves this. Uh, some researchers got a group of people in a room and they divided, divided them into three groups. The first group, they said, we're just going to wire up your brains and when the other groups come back, we're going to see how you respond to those groups. Because, um, so we're just going to get the brain response when they come back. Then they split the, other, the rest of the group into two groups and they sent one group away and asked them to wear sweat pads. And they said, you're going to be on a treadmill. We want you to run or walk as fast as you can. We want you to create some sweat for a half an hour. So they were on and, and they did that. The third group, they said, we want you to go and we want you to wear sweat pads. But we're going to ask you to jump out of an airplane. So the third group, they went, they took them so many thousand feet, they came back. And then when they came back, they asked people to smell the sweat. True story, true research. Smell it, smell the sweat. When they smelled the sweat from the group that had jumped out of the aeroplane, all their brains had a fear response. Every brain recognized the fear, smelt the fear and responded. We are more connected than we can ever imagine. I want to just share why this matters this morning. It matters because without the right connections in our lives, we can remain stuck. We can remain stuck in the past. We can remain not progressing, never developing our thinking, not developing our faith. And we can stagnate and fail to grow. We need the right connections to grow. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. I don't know about you, but I need some old to go and some new to come. And we need the right connections for that. Without the right connections, then we can limit our potential. The book of Ecclesiastes talks about this. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other. But pity anyone who falls and there's no one to help them. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. Not going there again. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Those aspen trees become super resilient. They survive all kinds of weather, even forest fires, because their life is in their connectedness and in their sharing of resources. They spring back to life after a calamity. And do you know why they spring back to life? Because of their connectedness. 
a Microsoft executive, uh, a former company executive writing in the New York Times in 2019 said that Microsoft developed a viable tablet computer, one of these, more than 10 years prior to Apple. But they failed to preempt Apple's smash hit, the iPad, because competing divisions conspired to kill the project. Rather than working together, they divided and limited their potential. Without the right connections, we can live below our potential, but we can also live without God's power and God's presence in our life. Last week, I talked at the dedication about the story, the children's story, but it's not just a children's story. It's a story for us, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, three young Hebrew boys who were asked to compromise their faith, but they refused to compromise their faith. And they were thrown into a fiery furnace. But when, they looked, when the people looked into the fiery furnace, they saw four figures. Because Jesus, God, was with them in that moment. Jesus says this in Matthew 18, 19 to 20. I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Don't you think we need a little bit more agreement in our world? For where two or three gather in my name, I am with them. Jesus is with us. I believe that for many of us, we're in a period where Just like Psalm 23 says, he wants to restore our soul. And I believe a lot of that restoration is going to come through our right connectedness. Being in the right place with the right people restores our soul. And you may have come today feeling weary. You might be in one of our campuses in Stocksbridge, in Sheffield, in Derby, and you're feeling weary, tired. You've kept running, but I want to tell you this is a time for you to be restored. You may have gone through many things. I'm prophesying to you today. You may have gone through many things, but God is about, and he's about the business of restoring your soul. Because you and I were made for more. We were made for new creation. And our connectedness, why this matters, points people to Jesus. Jesus was praying one day and John recorded this message and prayer and he shares it with us and he says them this, Jesus is praying, I want all of them to be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and loved them as you have loved me, that the world may know you have sent me. I don't know about you, but this is my passion right now, that our world needs to know Jesus. In this moment, in this time, our world needs to know Jesus, and it will happen through our unity and our connectedness when we connect. Jesus, the King, is seen and revealed. Let me just share with you a a discovery that scientists have made. Now, you might dispute the dates, but don't get hung up on the dates here and the times. Let, just go with the principle. And uh, I'm happy to, to take these dates because they know more than I do about these things. But scientists tell us that three minutes after the start of the universe, three minutes in, 
the particles that were created in that moment began to bond and come together. And those particles, as they bonded, they formed something new. They formed atoms. Scientists then tell us that those atoms also decided to get it together. But that was 300,000 years later. 300,000 years later, those atoms decided to get together and they started bonding with other atoms and they formed molecules. Particles formed atoms, something bigger, something better, something more complex. Atoms formed molecules, something bigger, something better, something more advanced, something more complex. Have you ever heard someone say, I want to be part of something bigger than myself? Of course they do. Everything in the universe does. When the atoms formed molecules, they created something new, something the world had never seen before. But we're just getting started. Because those molecules decided to get together. And scientists tell us that nine billion years later, I don't know why it took them so long. But nine billion years later, the molecules decided to come together. They started to bind with each other and they became cells. Again, something bigger, something better, something more complex. Something now with greater potential. Something which was life-giving. Why so long? Why did it take three minutes for the particles? Why did it take... 300,000 years for the atoms. Why did it take 9 billion years for the molecules? Scientists tell us because there's always a threshold to overcome, to join together. There's always an energy that's needed, a decision that's needed, a passion that's needed, something, a drive that's needed to actually step past that threshold and join together. Those molecules becoming cells. It was like your best friends who you know they should marry each other, but it just takes them forever and ever and ever. But ultimately, they come together because of a drive and a desire. A desire for something new, a desire for something greater. And God has put that in each and every one of us. We can't avoid it, it's universal. So when particles bond to become atoms, it's not just the sum of the parts. It's more than that. It's new creation. When atoms bond and become molecules, it's not just the sum of the parts. It's more than that. It's new creation. You can help me out on this one if you want. When molecules bond and become cells, it's not just the sum of the parts. What is it in Sheffield? It's new creation. And a new, it's a new creation that has properties and characteristics that aren't present in the previous status. I wonder what God wants to do in your life, in my life, in our life together as Icon Church in this moment, in this season, as we bond together. See, I want to suggest to you today, in light of what I've just said, two and two make 16. Because when we join together, it's not just the sum of the parts. Is something bigger, something greater, something with bigger potential, something life-giving. And this matters because God is wanting to do something through us, through our unity, 
and that can only happen through our connectedness. I believe even where you and I are today, where God needs to restore our soul, it can only happen through our connectedness. It never happens through isolation. It can only happen through connectedness. So you might be here today and what God wants to do in your heart is to restore your soul. And we are here today as Icon Church and God is wanting to create the new. He's wanting to bless our unity as we read in Psalm 133. He's wanting to bring about the new, something in 2022 that's new and life-giving and breathes life for the whole world. God, come on, yeah, let's thank him for that. Something that leads to human flourishing. Human flourishing in Stocksbridge, human flourishing in Derby, human flourishing in Sheffield, human flourishing wherever we find ourselves. So I want to talk just as I bring this to a close, and I say that to give you hope. (laughs) I want to talk about three spiritual connections that we all need. Three connections we all need so that God can bring about the new in our life. I want to share these with you. Here's the first. It's not rocket science, Jesus. We need a connectedness to Jesus. When Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me. He also said these words in John chapter 15 and verse 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. There it is right there. Remain in me and I remain in you. You will bear much fruit. But then he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, of course, people do things without Jesus, don't they? They do loads of things without Jesus. But Jesus is speaking of things of eternal value. He's speaking of things that could be called new creation. He's speaking of things that aren't just the sum of the parts, but are something greater, something new. Things that bring God's kingdom to earth. Something that answer that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can do lots without him. We can enjoy life without him. But without him, we can't do anything of eternal value of eternal worth. We can't do anything worthy of the name. This is part of the new creation that God has in mind. You and Jesus. You, me and Jesus. You and I joining others in following Jesus. We're more than the sum of the separate parts. We are a new creation. If any man is in Christ, Paul says he is a new creation. And I think something can happen. I want you to go away with a vision today, with a passion today, with a a sense that something can happen that has never been known before. Something that has never been known, maybe even in your family. Maybe your, your family has run the way your family's run for years, but God can do something in your family that has never been known before. What about your own life? God can restore your soul and restore you to a place where something is seen through you, in you, and in your own life that has never been known before. Maybe you've never lived life without worry or anxiety or fear. I wonder if the future could contain a life where something is known like never, that has never been known before. What about in our community as the church and in the communities where we live? Wouldn't it be great if God so joined us together that some things were seen that have never been seen before? And that connectedness is what Jesus asks for. He says, follow me. 
follow me. And may, maybe that's not just about people who have never made a decision to follow him saying yes. And if that's you today and you're in any of our campuses and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to implore you to do so today. You'll get an opportunity before the end of this service, wherever you are, Stocksbridge, Derby, Sheffield, Chesterfield, you'll get an opportunity today to say yes to Jesus. I want to implore you to take it and to connect with Jesus. If you're stuck today, Jesus says, follow me. If you're feeling stuck, you're feeling you can't break out, you can't break through, Jesus says, follow me. If you're in trouble, maybe you came today and you're just in a whole heap of trouble, Jesus says, follow me. Maybe you've got opportunities that are opening up for you, doors that are coming your way, Jesus says, follow me in this moment. Maybe you're looking for the new. Jesus says, follow me. And to follow him is not just to know him and not just to say yes to him, but it's to walk and live his way. It's more than believing me. Following Jesus is, let's do life my way. Let's do life my way. So the first connection we all need, spiritual connection, is Jesus. The second spiritual connection we all need is friends. Is friends. You know, the book of Proverbs says this as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I wonder whose sweat are you smelling? We relaunch in connect groups across Icon Church this week. I want to encourage you connect with some people in these next, this next term, this next free month. Because iron sharpens iron. One person can sharpen another. You see, somebody is going to influence your life. It might be a little bit gross, but somebody, you're going to smell and feed off something that's coming from somewhere. And you might have no choice in that in certain environments and in certain things, but I want to make sure that Icon Church is a place where your, when your response, your brain response, your heart response, your spirit response, when you connect with Icon Church is going to be a response of faith. That faith, that faith thing in your brain, in your heart, in your spirit, when you connect with Icon Church, it's just going to go crazy, man. It's just, you're just going to be lifted. Your faith is going to be lifted. I, I, I want Icon Church and I believe for Icon Church to be a place where you connect and where you smell this place, that hope response in you. You might have felt despair. You might have felt helpless. Things have not been going the way you want them to be. But every time you connect, man, I just get hope in this place. And every time you connect with Icon Church, I just want that to be a place where you sense love. Sense the love of God and the encouragement of God. See, I want to encourage you, like if if you're able to join, join connect groups, sign up for connect groups wherever you are, in Derby, in Sheffield, Stocksbridge, Sheffield, Stocksbridge, Sheffield, Derby, Chesterfield, (laughs) (laughs) wherever you are today. And even online, just try and get connected as much as you possibly can get connected. Because those connections, I've seen it. I've been a pastor for more years than I care to remember. Many years. And I've seen it. A lack of connectedness 
smells of death and smells of fear and smells of so many things, but connectedness brings life. I want to encourage you as well, and I, I, you know, I didn't think about this, but Icon Conference is coming up. It's just an extended time that we get to spend together as a church, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. It's just a weekend. I, like, I, like, I want you to fill this, not this card. Just I, like, I just want us to run out of space because yeah. yeah. I want us to connect and be together. So make sure, we got limited space, so book in and make sure that you bring your friends. It's not just an opportunity for you to come and meet with Jesus, but it's an opportunity to meet new people, to hang out with friends, come as a group, sit together, eat together, have fun together. Yes, there'll be worship, there'll be ministry, but it will be an environment where your faith response just goes crazy. Your hope response just takes off. I'm believing Icon Conference is going to be the best conference yet. Anybody? with me the other thing while I'm on it and I've got plenty of time left is we've got full goo provision this time as well so there's a full goo program for kids all the way through so families don't feel that you can't connect we've got a fantastic team that are going to look after family iron sharpens iron someone is sharpening or blunting you and me. Sometimes we're around people and the response we get is negativity. Sometimes the response we get is fear. Like you don't even have to be around people, just put the news on. And, and, and it's fear. Sometimes the response from some people is anxiety. Some people... Have you noticed that some people you can get around some people and they expect you to fail? You've got an idea, you've got a plan, you've got a vision and they expect you to fail. Well, I think we need some different kind of friends. And we need to be different kind of friends. We need different kind of friends, but we need to be different kind of friends, don't we? We need to be the kind of friends that set off that faith, hope and love response. We need some faith-filled friends like those four guys who took their crippled friend to Jesus. And when they couldn't get in, they thought, this guy has got to get to Jesus. So they tore off the roof and laid him at Jesus' feet. And I'm determined that at Icon Church, we're going to be that for one another. We're going to be that for you. You might live in a world where, where everything is doom and gloom and, and, and so on, but this is going to be a place of faith, of hope, of love, of possibility, a place of healing, of miracles. So let me encourage you, however you can, connect with some friends, connect with some people, connect. What a great way to do it. Connect at conference. Proverbs 13.20, walk with the wise and become wise. For the companion of fools suffers harm. This verse says, walk with the wise and become wise. And the reason you should do that, because a companion of fools will suffer harm. Connectedness. We need connectedness with faith-filled people, hope-filled people, love-filled people. Amen. And the final thing, and the team can come, come back. The team can come back because the fine, final connection we need is team. 
Do you know you're on team? You're part of a thing called team church. Jesus said it, I will build my church. He did, Jesus didn't just die to save us, he decided, did, died to give us a purpose and to build a team. Do you know the first thing Jesus did was build a team? That was the first thing he did, build a team. When, when he got baptized and he came out of the wilderness, he built something that didn't exist before, a team that was going to go and change the world. In Mark 3 and verse 13, it says this, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called those he wanted. If you're here today, you're the wanted. You're wanted. Jesus called to himself those he wanted. He's doing the same today. He's calling you and me onto his team. He wants you and I to experience the blessing we get from serving. We've talked already, haven't we, in our services about our queen and how she served and how she put others first and duty first. But actually, the blessing that comes from serving other people. Jesus didn't buy into the psychological self of our modern times. He, he said it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. He bought into serving, into giving. He bought into connecting something to something bigger and to others so that something bigger, more complex, greater, with more possibility that had life-giving potential could actually be created. We need to connect with Jesus. We need to connect with friends. We need to realize that we're on team today. We're part of Team Jesus, Team Church. I'm on that team. I'm on that team. And here's why it matters, because the greatest worship songs are yet to be written. Some great worship songs. The best churches haven't emerged yet. The greatest youth ministry is still around the corner. I was gonna say the best cakes, but I think we've got the best cakes at Icon Church. But I tell you, if you don't get on team and you don't keep working together in unity, somebody else will take that crown. <laughs> the greatest children's ministry is up for grabs. The best sermons are still to be preached, obviously, Paul. <laughs> I'm deaf on that side, I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> There's more to come as a result of our united prayers. There's more to come. Our sacrificial giving can create more than we ever imagined. We're a team. We're on a team. Team church. Three spiritual connections we all need. Jesus. Friends. Iron sharpening iron. We need to take our place on team. Whatever that means for you. Whatever that means for me. Let me remind you again why it matters. It matters because without that connectedness, our potential is limited. We actually can live without the power and presence of God. So often we think we can live alone, we can live in isolation, but we need one another. We're more connected than we think. Last time, you're smelling somebody's sweat. And it's having an impact on your life. 
make sure they use deodorant. We can live without God's presence and God's power. We can't point people to Jesus. Point people to Jesus. Unity does that. Come together. I pray that there'll be one. Jesus said. Now this is a message for church, but you can take this message into the workplace, into your family, over in Stocksbridge. You can take this message to work with you, because greater connect- connectedness will produce greater things. It's the way that God has wired everything, the whole universe. So what threshold do you need to cross today? Maybe the threshold you need to cross is to say yes to Jesus. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment to do that. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life, Savior of your life. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Maybe that's the threshold to connect with Jesus. Maybe it's connecting with others, finding new friends. Maybe across all our campuses, I want to encourage you to come as group and family and friends come to conference and connect in a way. Maybe in this next term, up until Christmas, like you've never connected before. Maybe it's team. It's somehow finding your people, serving together on team. Talk to pastors, campus pastors, leaders.